Arise, shine, your light has come. Light up Latrobe on 103.9 Life FM, Gippsland. the world you live in. You are listening from 103.9 Life FM, Gippsland. Your presenter today is Augustine Arogun from the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Abundant Life Parish in Moi. Moi is in the state of Victoria in Australia. Let us pray. Dear Lord God Almighty, we thank you for another opportunity to speak your word, to learn at your feet, to be one of the beneficiaries of your word. And we thank you for what you have done in the past and what you are going to do now. Father, we pray that you take absolute control of this section of listening to your word and of speaking your word. Let your word make difference in our lives. And at the end of everything, let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Welcome again to this program, Light Up Latrobe. Today, we will be considering a very important topic. The topic is, not all battles is a battle. Not all battles is a battle. Or you may say, not all battles are battles. Our text today is from Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 17. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 17. And it reads thus, Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves 
Stand ye still and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Hallelujah. There is no need to question the answer to asserting that there are battles in life. Yes, there are battles in life. In fact, battle started from the day a child is born. That is why every child born into this world cries at birth. What is a battle? A battle is a conflict in which different people or groups compete in order to achieve sources of control. A battle can be referred to as efforts to achieve something in spite of very difficult circumstances. To battle means to try hard to do something in spite of very difficult circumstances. What does Bible say about battles of life? Deuteronomy chapter 20 verse 4 says, For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you victory. So also, in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 19, they will fight against you, but will not overcome you, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. In some situations, the Bible also says in Proverbs 16, verse 3, says, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Likewise, in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7, it says, But blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. Now, when we look at battles, you look at different things that we call battles. And if you ask the question, even why the battle over this particular situation? Beloved, life's battles are about deciding when to fight and when to walk away. And this is the making of an undefeated champion. That is to say, for someone to be an undefeated champion in life's battles, you will have the ability to decide when to fight and when to walk away from any fight. It is wisdom and it is a show of humility. When you choose to walk away from what it turns bad to you, and you see it as not a battle at all. 
Sometimes battles are created because of our own making and because we can let go of things. Oftentimes, we fear that letting go would show a sign of weakness. So we keep fighting a battle that doesn't even need to be fought. Let me share some quotes from uh, some allies in the world. The greatest victory is that which requires no battle. So, if you go to war, if you must go to war before having victory, I can assure you that victory without a battle is better than victory that you need to fight uh, with a battle. Whenever we are in a situation where we could choose to fight, always think if there could be another way to fix the problem. In serious cases, sometimes there is not but in petty everyday problems, there often is. That is to say, before you choose to fight, try to see if there are better ways to address the situation instead of fighting. See, there is something that we have to understand. And this uh, is often affecting many people without knowing. We make many enemies that are not enemies when we enter into battles at all costs, or when we think everything needs to go through battles of life. Even though, let's say, if you make enemies of people that are not enemies, and then you win, you have not won because you've lost people that are not your enemies, and you have lost them to be as part of your enemies. We have to sit back. A right wise champion will sit back to see if there is need to even fight a battle at all. Another quotation says, if we don't understand our motivations, then we can get stuck in conflict without even knowing what we want. Everything in life is not about fighting. Battles are made up at times when there is no need for it. We need to understand that in the midst of chaos, there is also opportunity. And there are lots of opportunities. Beloved, let me take you to another dimension by looking at misconception about battles. You know, everyone in a battle truly believes that their war 
was fought for a just cause. Everybody that is fighting a battle will have this mindset that, yes, I am doing the right thing by fighting in a battle. Again, let me remind us of this quotation. Whenever we are in a situation where we could choose to fight, always think if there could be another way to fix the problem. In serious cases, sometimes there is no, but in petty everyday problems, there is often ease. Try taking the other part and you will enjoy what you, you have as answer or as result instead of battle. Don't get me wrong. There are times that you must fight. But are all battles actually battles? This is the question that we are trying to uh, get understanding of. Many of the situations we see as battles are actually not battles at all, but the process of progress in life. If you miss this point or you fail to understand this point, you will defeat yourself in the process of progress because you will misrepresent process of progress for a battle. And oftentimes, some people give up because they see a process as a battle. Let me share a testimony of my life experience with you. Many years back, I think about 2000, I think it was 2007, stroke 2008. Here in Australia, I was working as a full-time employee there. And all of a sudden, I started having this urge in me that by now, I should have my own house. And before you know it, because I look at the system of the nation, the moment you are working full time and you have a steady income, you can approach a bank to borrow money to build your own house and you pay it back gradually. And this was the system I was going to engage which is legal and the normal thing that is expected of someone that has a steady income. And I've even gone as far as spotting a land in Craigieburn area of Melbourne, very close to Melbourne Airport. And I have actually deposited for the block of land there. And I started thinking within me, I'm going to build a bigger house 
I was still single then. I'm going to have like seven bedrooms so that I will have rooms for ministers of God, have rooms for visitors. I will have rooms that in case if my family should come, there will be enough room for them to start up. And thank God for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit ministered to me that this is unlike you. Whenever you want to engage in a project, you normally take the project to God. And I obeyed the Spirit of God in me, and I went on three days retreat. And within the three days, I was asking God, what style would you want me to make this house? How do you want this house to look like? And to the shock of my life, I felt God telling me, I had God telling me, who asked you to build? And I was answering that, oh, I'm working full time, and that is the norm in this nation, and I have a steady income. Then the question came again, who asked you to build? Oh, Yes, uh, I've gotten a land. I have deposited for it. I'm just looking for a builder. That Who asked you to build? The question came to me again. Then I knew it was God talking to me. And then I asked God. Ah, but I've gotten a land. And I've even made a payment. What shall I do? And I heard a voice again. Go and dash it out. It was an heavy response I had from God. And it was something I struggled with within myself. But for the fact that I don't want to disobey God, I did exactly what he said. As I was returning from the retreat, when I got home, I just went, dashed that, because before I got home, the money for the land was waiting for me at home. I don't know how it's happened. And for the fact that I had the voice that I should go and dash it out, I just went straight, spotted a brother in the church, went to him, I drove to him, I, I drove kilometers to him. And I got to him, I said, I just want to see him. I just gave him <laughs> the check. And he was surprised. And I drove back. Then I went home, I started crying. God, why this? And I started fighting within myself. Why do I need to go through this? And believe you me, I thought it was enemy actually blocking my progress in life. And then, after I have sobbed, I have cried, I went back to God. What do you want me to do? And he said, go and rent. Ah, that was another blow on me. How can you have opportunity of building? Then, you, you had a voice preventing you from building that you should go and rent a house. Again, 
I knew it was God talking to me, though I wasn't happy with that answer. I actually went and rent a house. But you know, even at renting that house, I was still fighting within myself. When I got, I asked God, lead me to where you want me to rent. And he led me to a particular part in Australia, in Victoria, called Dandenong. And I was living in the city, kilometers away from where I was living, kilometers away from where I wanted to build house, Dandenong to Craigiebon. Then for good one year, I did not furnish that house. I was only sleeping in two, I was sleeping on two and a half bed for the fear that if I furnish this house, God may forget me there. Because if I want to go and build and he, what, he will not allow me to build, oh, why would I be renting? And if I rent, if it makes me to stay there for long, and for good one year, I did not furnish the place. I was serving God. I was very fervent in my service to the Lord by the special grace of God. But within me, in that aspect, I was struggling. I was fighting a battle with my spirit, not having understanding of what God was doing. I think it was my birthday, 2009, that I was just praying. And something just ministered to me that this boy, are you not being foolish? Why would you think God said you should not build, that you should go and rent, that there must be a purpose for God giving you this answer to the question you asked? And immediately I went on my knees. I cried to the Lord. To forgive my ignorance that God, you know what? I am ready for you. As long as you want me to be here, I will be here. And that same day, I went out. I bought furniture. I equipped the house for God to know that I was happy with his decision that I'm now ready for him. But you know what? Few weeks after that, God led me to a place that is not far from five minutes walking distance from where God said I should go and rent a house. There was an established office there that God has prepared for me and I did not know. For good one year, I was fighting within me the spirit that ministered to me to rent instead of building, not knowing that I was actually blocking my progress. Beloved, there are processes in progress in life. If you choose the process for battle, you may be enjoying yourself. I delayed the manifestation of that progress for one year as long as I was fighting with God within me for not allowing me to build. God did not reveal to me there is an office that he has prepared for me because then God was ready to turn my status from an employee to an employer. He wanted me to start my own business. 
and I never knew this, and God was playing everything out. And you know what? From there, God established the business for me. This did not happen until I resolved within me that God, I surrender all to you. Whatever you want to do for you making this decision, I am ready for you. And by the special grace of God, up to today, God is still sustaining me in that business. And whatever I have today in Australia is through that business, by the special grace of God. Oh, have you forgotten what the word of God says in Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21? It says, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. See, not all battles are battles. Not every battle is a battle. Now, let us go to the next point. Misrepresenting process of progress for battle. Misrepresenting process of progress for battle. There are processes in life that we must go through to achieve outstanding sources. Many of these processes are actually very tough. For instance, it is very easy to celebrate the arrival of a new baby. But it was a strenuous effort of nine months. A continuous form of discomfort of nine months. And an overlooked expectation of agony of the point of giving birth. And that overlooked expectation of agony is what leads every woman to want to be a mother of her own natural child or children. Oh, everyone that wants to be a mother knows that for nine months they will go through strenuous (laughs) pain of discomfort. Yet, they want to go through it. Oh, they know that at the point that the baby will come, there is an expectation of agony. Yet, mothers will overlook this. They still want to be mothers to children. If you see giving birth to your own children as a battle, you may think of not having a child at all. Yet, people will go through the first one, they will want to still have another one. They will do third time. Some people will, will even go as much as nine, at ten, at some people stop at six. You go through it and you still repeat it again. Process of outstanding sources is not cheap. At times, it is true, rough, and tough situation. Number two, paying the right price in the process of achievement should not be seen as a battle, but as a process. For example, a student that sees studying 
as a battle will never go far in academics. Studying is not a battle, but a process of achieving academic sources. Hallelujah. There are times that God specifically delay us to achieve some things because he knows that if we achieve them at the time we longed to achieve them, we may not have the maturity it takes to manage that achievement. There are times that we need some things that we go and on us, we do everything to get those things. And God, because of his love for us, may prevent us from getting such things because they may be dangerous for us. And often time, we see all these as battles of life. Achievement may not be do or die affairs. Try to check that this what you want to achieve. Is it the right time for it? Is the battle I am engaging to achieve this thing necessary? There are some processes that things needs to go through in life for certain sources to emerge. Oh, if you choose to see such processes as battles, then you may engage in a wrong method to achieve the sources. Oftentimes, things that doesn't even need us to sweat is what we sweat upon because we have seen it to be a battle with not chosen the right method. We have not seen it as a process of a progress. And because we have seen it as a battle, we pick a fight. We engage in fight to achieve those things when it is not at all necessary to fight at all, but just to follow the process. Look at it this way. Let's look at uh, this scenario. Majority of teenagers, they aspire to drive. Here in Australia, there are processes that you need to go through before they can give you your driver's license. There are certain hours that, uh, not even before you get to hours, there are certain books they want you to read. There are certain exams they want you to sit, and when you pass, you graduate to having your learner's permit. When you have your learner's permit, they want you to have certain hours of trying to learn driving, sitting with an expert or someone that has full license, 
teaching you, showing you the road signs, mastering at the road signs, knowing when to stop, knowing the rules of the roads, familiarizing yourself with it, obeying the road signs, and all these things within those hours. And after you have completed the hours, then you will go to them that you want to do a driving test to have your full license. It takes about second third, fourth trials of driving tests before someone can pass and have the driver's license. Those processes are not cheap. Those processes are very strenuous at times. But those that want to achieve uh, having their driver's license, we take time to go through the processes. Whereas some people see it as a battle and they give up. And you know, they struggle to be able to have their licenses because they have settled on a wrong mindset for it. Please do not misunderstand me on this message. I never meant that there is no battle in life. But what I am saying is that some of what some of what we see as battles are not battles at all, but processes of progress in life. And look at it this way. Wherever there's actual battles, how can you overcome them? Just to balance this message. How can you overcome battles? To overcome battles, you need ability to understand the concepts of the battle. Hallelujah. If you make up your mind to see every situation as a battle you must fight, you may be making mistakes. For example, let me cite an example of a scenario. In our church, when I was still in Hong Kong, there was a time that different kind of attitudes started showing forth, even within the congregation. The major of it was gossip. Before you know it, gossip was just spreading anyhow. And you wonder... Why are people discussing what they are discussing? It was distracting the focus of the church and it was affecting the ministers, affecting the members. Everybody started talking of one another. At such time, I was uh, leading the prayer team in the church. And after I took the matter to God in prayer, but I couldn't understand why this was happening. And one day, I called my pastor. I told him, Pastor, don't you see what is going on in this church? It's not healthy. The gossip, the rate of gossip is just too much. Won't you do something about this thing? And my pastor laughed. And he said, come and sit down. I will explain this to you. 
so that you can understand. He says, there's nothing to worry yourself about. What you see that is happening at the moment is not against any member of the church, is not against any minister, but is against him as the pastor. Because what devil is looking for is for him to make a comment. Then that comment will be used against him. I said, wow. I was this, seeing this thing in another level, but the pastor was seeing it at another level, another angle. I believed he must have taken the matter to God and he must have received an instruction from God and God must have told him, you just don't worry yourself, make sure you don't comment. And the man of God told me that just wait, in not too long from now, you will see that the gossip will stop and you will not see traces of it again. And exactly that was what happened. All of a sudden, everybody just got themselves in order and there was no gossip. Love was just flowing in the church. It was as if nothing that happened before ever happened. And in not too long, I went to the pastor again. I said, sir, have you noticed that there is no gossip in the church again? And he laughed again. And he said, but I told you that you should be patient. That single message helped me in winning many spiritual battles in Australia. Beloved, it's not every battle you see, you must engage yourself with full force to fight. In fact, some of the battles are not battles at all. They are not battles. They are nothing you should worry yourself about at all. How do you overcome battles? Number two, ability to know if there's actually a battle or your imagination of a battle. Because oftentimes, you look at the way some people are acting, the way they are reacting, the way they talk. Then you feel uncomfortable with that. And then you start devising methods to tackle that imagination. Oftentimes, when we devise all these uh, thing to tackle other people's action or reaction. There may not even be any need for all these things because our imagination was projecting towards, oh, this is a battle, this is a battle, I need to take action. But have you asked God first? Which was what that my pastor used to win that battle. Do you know that you can actually take advantage of whatever that seems to be a battle other than you fighting it? May the Lord help us in the mighty name of Jesus. Overcoming battles includes ability to discern the best strategies to win the battle. Oftentimes, there is no need for you to even fight at all because the battle is not yours. 
and it may even be a process of progress, but you have targeted to be a battle. For example, Israelites before the Red Sea would have seen, oh, this is a big problem. How are we going to cross the Red Sea? Not knowing that God allows that moment for him to show forth his mightiness over their enemies. Again, how to overcome battles? Ability to exactly forecast the cost of engaging in the battle, both natural and spiritual, will help you to overcome battles. See, oftentimes we just act or react to things, to pressure, or to uncomfortable situations without forecasting what the cost may be. Don't forget the quote, quotation I mentioned that, that we can make enemies of people who aren't enemies. Then when we win, we've, we have still lost. Hallelujah. You should have the ability to forecast the cost of engaging in a battle. For example, if you are going to lose a friend that is not your enemy and you think is your enemy, choose another method. Because oftentimes, everybody just wants to win, to win, to win, to win. There are some battles that are not for you to win. They are actually for you to learn. And I'm sorry, that's the reality of life. There are some battles that are staged to prepare you for a bigger thing that is coming your way. And the little one that is staged to prepare you, you may not win. And if you make mistake of seeing it as a defeat, then you stay a defeated person. But if you take it as a process to learn what you did wrongly or what you did not do right and you now master yourself over that thing. When the bigger one comes, you will have enough strength, enough strategies to face that one that is coming. In life, you must choose your battles. You must know what you need to do. And if you are to overcome battles, you need to have the ability to obey the rules of humility in understanding if there's actually a battle that must be fought or the one that you should walk away from. For example, look at Jesus Christ on the cross. Look at Jesus Christ before Pilate. Look at him going through the process of salvation. Look at him. They insulted him. They even spat on him. He was called, he was beaten and they made him to carry cross. You know, it's, it was a great battle, but he saw it as a process of salvation for myself for you and many others that are now in Christ today. If Jesus Christ chose to fight and kill everybody there, he has the ability to call fire to destroy the accusers. 
But he chose not to because he wanted to complete the process. It was not cheap. It was very tough. But he went through the process because of the crown that was waiting for him in heaven. And he did all this thing for you and for me. And look at him on the cross, hung with condemned robbers. Look at him being insulted. Look at him being given a, 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 a crown of thorns. Look at him being given a vinegar to drink. Look at him being naked with only little wrapper to close his, his private part. Look at him being mocked. Look at him going through all this. And look at him being insulted by arm robber. Look at all he went through. He chose to go through that process to achieve the victory that he recorded for us. For your sake, for my sake. Oh, he may choose to fight the battle in another way. You know, at this stage, he cried to the Lord. He said, God, how I wish you let this cup pass over. And he said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Beloved, you need to be able to obey the rules of humility in understanding if there is actually a battle you must fight or the one you must walk away from. Look at the victory that Jesus bought for you and for myself for choosing to go through the process of progress. Beloved, at times what you are going through is not a battle, it's a process. Don't see every situation as a battle. That is why you need God. You need the spirit of the Almighty to interpret to you what is happening. Is this a battle or a process? Hallelujah. Let us come back to our test. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 17. The Bible says, You shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourself, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. What brought about this, uh, uh, this Bible passage? Now, let us read the full text to understand what we have been saying since. Second Chronicles chapter 20, I will read 1 to 18 now. After this, the armies of the Moabites, Ammonites, and some of the Munites declared war on Jehoshaphat. Messengers came and told Jehoshaphat, A vast army from Edom is marching against you from beyond the Dead Sea. They are ready at Azazon Tamar. 
Jehoshaphat was terrified by this news and begged the Lord for guidance. He also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. So people from all the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord's help. Jehoshaphat stood before the community of Judah and Jerusalem in front of the new courtyard at the temple of the Lord. He prayed, O Lord God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven. You are ruler of all kingdoms of the earth. You are powerful and mighty. No one can stand against you or our God. Did you not drive out those who lived in this land when you when your people Israel arrived? And did you not give this land forever to the descendant of your friend Abraham? Your people settled here and built this temple to honor your name. They said, whenever we are faced with any calamity such as war, plague, or famine, we can come to stand in your presence before this temple where your name is honored. We can cry out to you to save us and you will hear us and rescue us. And no, and now see what the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Monsia are doing. You would not let our ancestors invade those nations when Israel left Egypt. So they went around them and did not destroy them. Now see how they reward us for they have come to throw us out of your land, which you gave us as an inheritance. Oh, our God, won't you stop them? We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. We do not know what to do, but we are looking to you for help. As all the men of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, wives and children, the Spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men standing there. His name was Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, son of Benaiah, son of Jael, son of Mataniah, a Levite. A Levite who was a descendant of Asaph, he said, Listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem, listen, King Jehoshaphat, this is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march out against them. You will find them coming up through the ascent of Ziz at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of Jeruel. But you will not even need to fight. Take your positions. Then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. Then King Jehoshaphat bowed low with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same, worshipping the Lord. What was the result of this? If you read further, uh, if, let's read from verse 22 and see what happened. At the very moment, they began to sing and give praise. The Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves. The armies of Moab and Ammon turned against their allies from Mount Seir and killed every one of them. After they had destroyed the army of Seir, they began attacking each other. So when the army of Judah arrived at the lockout point in the wilderness, all they saw were dead bodies lying on the ground as far as they could see. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. 
King Jehoshaphat and his men went out to gather the plunder. They found vast amounts of equipment, clothing, and other valuables, more than they could carry. There was so much plunder that it took them three days just to collect it all. On the other day, which was the fourth day, they gathered in the Valley of Blessings, in the Valley of Blessings, which got its name that... And which got its name that day because the people praised and thanked the Lord there. It is still called the Valley of Blessing today. Beloved, situation may appear as a wall, but it may be an opportunity for God to demonstrate his love for you or an opportunity for God to show his power against your enemies. That means you need to engage God in every situation that seems like battle in your life. But how about if you don't know this God? How about if you don't have relationship with this God? For your victory in life to be lasting, if you have the victory at all, you need God. Regardless of what you are going through, the word of God in Romans 8.28 says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. You need to love God, beloved. There is no way you can love God without having a relationship with him. And there is no way you can have a genuine relationship with God without having a relationship with Jesus. John chapter 14 verse 6 says, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That is why I am inviting you to the Almighty God now through His Son. Christ Jesus because this is where you can be sure that everything that looks like a battle will be declared in victory for you and those things that are not battles that are processes of progress God will make you to understand and he will give you grace to follow through those processes so that your victory can be recorded if you want to surrender your life or you want to have a relationship with Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, it is very easy. You only need to confess Him as your Lord and Savior. You need to forsake your sin. And right away, you begin to see God walking in you, walking through you, guiding you and directing you. Do you want to have a relationship with this God that can give you victory without you having to sweat? Just repeat after me. Dear Lord, I want to thank you for this day and I want to thank you for this message. Please, I want to know you more than this. I want to have a relationship with you. And that is why I ask you to forgive me all my sins. I am sorry for all of them. I surrender all to you now. I surrender my life to you. I want you to be my Lord and my Savior. Continue to guide me. 
reveal yourself to me and let me reign with you in the end. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. If you have been blessed with this message or with any of our messages you've listened to during this program, Light Up Latrobe, you can write to us via our email. Write to us at light at lightupaustralia.com light at lightupaustralia.com Don't forget this program Light Up Australia Light Up Latrobe Don't forget this program Light Up Latrobe is aired live every week 10 a.m. Sunday morning Melbourne time and 9 p.m. Monday night Melbourne time If you have no place of worship Please, you can visit us at the Redeemed Christian Church of God. And more importantly, if you are within 30 minutes driving from Maui, you can visit us or worship with us at number 6, George Street, Maui. The Redeemed Christian Church of God, Abundant Life Parish. You will definitely be fed with more of the undiluted word of God. You can call the Redeemed Christian Church of God Abundant Life Parish Office via our telephone line that is plus six one. If you are calling from outside Australia, the code is three that is plus six one three five one six four one zero one seven. Our hours of worship every Thursday we have Bible study that is tagged digging deep. And that time is from 6 to 7.30. On Sunday, we have our worship service, 9.30 a.m. to 11.55 a.m. Every second Saturday of each month, we have our liberation and breakthrough prayer meeting from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. This is Light Up Latro program from 103.9 Life FM Gippsland. God bless you. Out. Listen to Light Up Latrobe, a weekly program that connects you from the world to the word.